Hello, and welcome to Endpoint Management Today, the Big Fix podcast. My name is Rhonda Studnick Kaiser, and I'm the Director of Customer Experience for Big Fix. This episode is what we call a rewind the audio only portion of content that was originally created in another form, a webinar, conference speech, or product demonstration that we wanted to share with you here. If you would like to see the original content, you can follow the associated link in the podcast show notes. This is a customer-focused conversation with Clifton Hom from UC Berkeley, recorded in September 2020. Hi, everybody. Uh, Dan Wolf here, Director of Products for uh, Big Fix, HCL Big Fix. I run Product Management and Product Marketing. And uh, today with me, we have uh, Clifton Hom from UC Berkeley, Senior Systems Admin. And we're going to have a little conversation about how Clifton is addressing you know, his challenges with endpoint management, uh, how he's using Big Fix, and, um, and relay some stories that may be helpful to our audience in general. So, hey, Clifton. Hey, Dan. How are you doing today? Yeah, good, good, good. So, Thanks for, thanks for uh, the, the invite. Yeah, you bet. You're good. Glad to have you. Glad to have this conversation. So, um, so if you would describe your role a bit and, and speak about, you know, your, your UCB, UC Berkeley environment, number of servers, your challenges with students and faculty, and how you're using BigFix. Yeah, so uh, at Berkeley, uh, we, you know, everyday foot traffic, well, pre-pandemic everyday foot traffic was somewhere between, I think, forty to 60,000 users that could be crossing the campus every day. So that's a lot of devices you know, the, the, the hit the network, uh, you know, my, my group primarily focuses in on, uh, the administration staff side, uh, we're slowly making inroads, you know, to, to help, I think to help the students, the, the academics, uh, but, you know, slowly, but surely, uh, big fix in our environment, um, under central management, we have 15,000 plus, you know, m- machines, uh, whether it's Mac windows, primarily their servers, um, we use, Lifecycle patch. Uh, we utilize the, the self service um, uh, quite a bit. We have a number of different you know software titles in there and a bunch of other configurations that users can click on. That that's that's helped us out quite a bit. Um, I'm thinking. Let's see what our other environment. We're yeah. We're not too we we're not too large, but we're not too small either. The challenges of, of you know being in higher ed is that. Uh, you name it, we've we've got it. We're we're one of those shops. So, primary challenge for endpoint management is you know hurting the cats. Mm-hmm. Um, there is just a lot of stuff out there. So, with Big Fix, you know, over the years we've been able to at least offer a certain amount of like central services uh, that didn't exist before. So, when we're patching, you know, fifteen thousand plus, you know, um, you know endpoints uh, before that used to be handled by twenty thirty people or maybe it wasn't happening at all so we have you know that that's one of the the perks that, that came off from big fix obviously going back to the the core of it web reports uh just having an inventory of what's out there right uh, what web reports itself you know uh, as has given uh, troves of data towards you know for for tech support and management to be able to make you know the the decisions they need to make or to be able to troubleshoot faster so, and, so we're yeah. using a, a big fix lifecycle, yeah. is that right? Which yeah. is largely around you know software distribution and remote desktop support. And you also have big fix inventory, is that right? Or, yes, or, we have big fix inventory. That is uh that is in mostly it's kind of like a semi semi-production state. 
there's uh, some policies that you know we're, we're we're sorting out, but you know from that we have been able to to obviously pull data on our our software usage and you know when uh, that's let's say that's come in handy when uh, when contract negotiations uh, uh, you know come to play. Roughly, if, if you could share, like, how many titles are you uh, are you tracking with inventory software titles? I'd say right now, uh, to be fair, it'd be like when whenever it pops up, <laughs> whenever, <laughs> like, if, if, there, if there is an ask, but usually, you know, it's, you know, the, the big ones, you know, like, you know, you look at Microsoft, you know, the stuff with Adobe, um, a couple other things here and there, but, you know, just, you know, in that itself, you know, you can, you can tell like, okay, what's being used and what's not being used and then make, you know, a, a good guess mm-hmm. uh, as to how to target, you know, your, your negotiations. Yeah. No, oh, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, dealing with a student environment is always challenging. You've just got every single thing and probably dealing with every type of threat to those, to those student machines based on, you know, their lack of security and also behavior, you know, mm-hmm. the types of things that, that uh, students are, are doing with, you know, going to tour sites, downloading, you know, whatever. So are there any particular challenges or, or ways you address that? With the students and in, in big fix, um, well, to, to be honest, uh, you know, uh, we handle most of the staff in the administration. So okay. we have, we have a, a subset of, uh, of big fix operators that, that, that manage uh, the, that side uh, for, for the, for the students. Um, they primarily handle the labs uh, when they have their BYOB, you know, BYOB, they bring their own device. Mm-hmm. That is mostly, I think, uh, handled on the, the security side. Um, our security operations team they'll they'll manage the the wild west uh, when it comes to you know network you know uh, compromises you know all the other stuff. So with us, like I said, our primary focus um, has been you know staff administration, slowly okay. making inroads into, into those. We have a number of projects that are on they're potentially on the list to the, the, that could affect students, and that that'd be that'd be great to get into. Okay, so so the students are basically on a separate subnet. Or like yeah. a guest network, almost. Is that right? So they're completely yeah, the, sequestered. Yeah, the, the, they're you know the, the the dorms are you know they're uh, the they're marked off the they're known. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no go zone. <laughs> yeah. Now you mentioned before we got on the call here, you mentioned that you've got some kind of new program about contactless desktop desktop support. Oh yeah. Due, due to the pandemic, largely. So maybe you can cover that a little bit. Yeah. The you know with the the pandemic, uh, you know, unfortunately. Um, it's unfortunate what's what's happening, but we've all had to all have to adapt to the to the new world at least temporarily for the time being. And we have a, a, a project going forward to try to do something called contactless deployment. That's just the the project project name, right? Uh, what that is is you know in the typical you know typical you know IT process when someone gets a new laptop, you provision it. The tech you know um, usually goes there in person. Um, uh, you know, to the person's desk and, you know, does everything there, but, you know, we can't do that nowadays. So what we're working on and what we're pretty much in the middle, I think towards the end of testing right now, uh, before we roll to complete production is how do we make that process as contactless as possible? So now what the model looks like or the process is looking like is, you know, somebody will order a laptop, either it'll get shipped to them. I think that'll be an option or they come to pick it up in person. However, uh, there's no exchange in person. 
what happens is, you know, drive up in a car, they open the trunk, pop it in, boom, the user goes home. And at home, uh, provisioning the user, everybody I think has probably had this issue. Uh, when you're trying to log into Active Directory, you know, or you're trying to get them, you know, um, to get you know their credentials cached on a machine. Usually, you have to do it when you know you're available to, you know, the servers are available. That's not uh, how we have things set up, and uh, with our technology that we have at Berkeley, it's not it's not possible. But the other thing too is we're not the only ones that have the issue. So what this is doing is that Big Fix is is managing uh, the provisioning process for, mm -hmm. for the user. So it creates like a, a temp account. Uh, that logs in automatically. So the user, there's no information that needs to be exchanged there. When the user gets home, boot up the machine, logs in automatically. We have a couple of scripts that, the, that run um, or that they can execute. Um, starts up the VPN, connect them in, you know, cache their credentials. And then we have them verify by logging into the machine on their own. Okay. And then what happens is that we use self-service to deprovision the, you know, the, we uh, deprovision whatever was set up. So there's a couple of things that are dropped on the you know links on the desktop. They don't need that anymore once they're successfully in. Uh, we get rid of that temporary account. We disable it, and then uh, we also other thing. Then we remove the auto login. So what happens there is that you know uh, you know what was happening had happened in person is now can happen from home. So that's our our quick uh, quick way that we have. Uh, definitely open to, to other ideas. So, so it's enabling software, but it's also, you know, setting uh, some policies. Yeah. Uh, University of California, Berkeley policies that you have in terms of yeah. and probably yeah. age and, and yeah. things like that, right? Yeah. So the, yeah, so the machine gets provisioned uh, on the campus. So when they join it, you know, to, to the network, a lot of that stuff gets put in, you know, already. We're also using self-service to, to actually set up the, the contactless appointment as well because so you know usually there's maybe about 10 steps mm -hmm. that a tech would have to do and now with self-service you know that's they basically just click the button when they're ready to, to provision the machine or send it out mm -hmm. and what happens is that that all gets done for them so we make sure that you know through big fix all of those steps are taken it's it's easy when you know you're you know we've all been on the front lines right where easy to miss a, a simple step yeah. so by just you know automating that through through the self-service you know guarantee that like that process is gonna is gonna work out so when there's a handoff you don't have the you know the customer then user coming back saying hey i can't <laughs> you know we missed something right so that's where uh you know that's where uh you know big fix has been gold so if you look before. at you know before and then after how much time like how many it hours it man hours has this saved you? Do you think overall? Right now, since we're, I won't say at the beginning, since we're pretty much nearing the end, the process thinking that the process before uh, we were approached uh, on this was basically they would have to. It was a logistical nightmare. Uh, the, 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 that's the the term that it was was described to me because they, you know, uh, uh, the service desk would have to schedule an appointment and then you know and then they'd have to contact the person remotely and then set all this set all these all these things up so that in itself i know if it went all went all you know according to plan was probably about an hour okay you know uh but when it didn't go according to plan it was uh, uh, somebody missed an appointment so you got to set it up again you know 
or somebody missed uh, coming in. So you got to, you know, all, all those things. So from a logistical standpoint, I bet you probably, I could ask, but uh, I bet you it probably went up to like, you know, a couple hours. So each time like this, if this gets clicked and they just have to drop it into somebody's, you know, you know, somebody's uh, trunk where they set, they send it off. Yeah. Say you're probably saving minimum one hour, probably closer to two hours. Yeah. You know, so, you know, times that by, you know, how many users we have, that's, it, it adds up. You bet. Um, and that's assuming that like no mistakes happen during the provisioning process itself. So, um, yeah, the big fix, uh, once again, comes in, helps, helps save the day or, or make things a lot, a lot easier for us on the support so, so side. From hours, hours per end user to less than an hour minutes. Yeah, probably, probably, probably minutes. Okay. You know, in the exchange, it's just, you know, now that they, a lot of stuff uh, that Big Fix does now was those were all manual steps that needed to be done mm-hmm. connecting with the person. Now they can pretty much do that at, you know, at home. Yeah. Uh, so the, that's, that's a major, major plus. And we're, we're pretty, pretty proud of, pretty proud of uh, that accomplishment because it's, it's pretty much going to go live, uh, well, that, I think, at the end of this week. So then does this apply to, to like BYOD devices? Are you allowing um, employees to and faculty to use their own devices in this process or is it strictly you, you see? Uh, it's, it's strictly institutionally owned, owned okay. machines. And, and so, then are you patching those machines and staying connected? Yeah. 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 They get patched. We have our, you know, uh, big fix has, you know, we have relays in the DMZ. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because the machine is being, you know, image or provision on campus right um you know it registers with big fix you know everything is you know the licensing you know, you know all the stuff you know gets put into place so when they hand it off to the user it's pretty much you know once they're at home the machine just you know finds their you know the external relays and they're ready to be patched or you know they can use self-service or they're reporting back giving us um you know uh, information on the machines to, you know to their whereabouts okay okay great um, so is there any, any kind of new threats or worries that have emerged, um, that you're dealing with? Like, was there some, you know, uh, phishing threat? Any, any yeah. Answer? So there- we, we, yeah, we, we've, we've seen, you know, there's been from the pandemic, we've seen, uh, definitely increases in fishes, you know, people wanting to sell different things. There's people masquerading. They're, they're getting a lot, a lot better, but you know, uh, <laughs> They're getting a lot better, the, the fishes that come in, but, you know, lots of that is, you know, the user, user education. The other thing too, was being a research institution. Uh, and, you know, Berkeley has done quite a bit of research on the COVID, COVID related stuff. There have been security, There's, there have been warnings that, that come out saying like, Hey, we got to make sure that whoever's, you know, uh, if you're doing work for, you know, COVID related that, you know, you're more protected you know, your machines are, you know, patched, you know, things are up to, up to snuff. Yeah. Uh, the, the, those are the major things that came out, but you know, for, for us, like, because we've been patching users remotely, you know, for a long time, um, you know, it's almost business business as usual when it comes to that process, making sure machines get patched that the, they're off site. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's, that's, that's fantastic. We have actually, we also have seen a, an increase in our, obviously with more people working remotely, there's more, there's been more um, load on the, the external relays, the DMZ relays. Yeah, so, is that, you had to change anything with your uh, DMZ or? or tell you the truth, we, we have been monitoring it. We haven't had to. That's uh, the that's been pr- pretty nice. Yeah, that's fantastic. 
Yeah, because the, there's been there were a number of changes that happened earlier in the nine five version that allowed, um, you know, it, I think the the threshold was a thousand clients, but then I think it, it got pushed up to twenty five or five thousand, I think. Yeah, and that's you know so you know realize can handle. Okay. You know, in terms of network bandwidth, you know, all the stuff we're we're good. So, how many users are you supporting roughly? User supporting, uh, probably uh, Berkeley itself. In terms of staff administration, I think it's over. It's ten thousand plus. 10, usually, that's usually on the surveys. It has it's ten thousand plus. <laughs> that's usually what we see. So, it's yeah. it's somewhere above the above that neighborhood. Yeah, and then um, you got a pretty pretty efficient small team, right, to support all that. <laughs> yeah, we've um, you know we're we're um, you know, being a public institution, you know, uh, we've, you know, with the, you know, dealing with the, the budget and the, and the ensuing, uh, you know, uh, budget crunch that's, that's going to come. We're, we're pretty lean right now. So having a team of, you know, having a team of about four, yeah, four people right now that mostly run big fix or touch, you know, some of the stuff okay. uh, that's been the, the, that's yes. Very good. So we're <laughs> turn- yes, that's, yeah. that's- yeah so the, being able to hit hit that many users is um you know you know for if we're just you know being behind the console is you know it's been pretty good big fix has also been used i don't want to take all the credit we also you know delegate you know uh permissions you know you know access out to to other people like large departments mm-hmm. um you know we have our business school you have a couple other uh you know i think the business school is probably one of, one of the bigger ones but you know they know their users best so you know typically you know, when we delegate access out to them, they use our, our patching service. And if they need to make any customizations or make any changes immediately, they have access to do it. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, also, before the, um, before the call here, I mentioned that you know, we've just now entitled um, all of our customers who have lifecycle and compliance with our mm-hmm. client management module mm-hmm. that, we, that we shipped early, earlier this year. So you, you get that essentially for free and also our insights data analytics platform. So I know this is pretty, pretty new, new stuff, but uh, you know, if you could, if you could imagine how like with insights, you know, it's key thing is to be able to incorporate third party data together for further insights, <laughs> hence the name, you know, new automations, new, mm-hmm. new, you know, uncovering new, uh, new trends and, and new business process processes. So mm-hmm. just any, any thoughts how you might, you know, dream about using that in the future. I could say from the stuff from, yeah, definitely on the MCM side. Uh, definitely uh, on the M- MCM side, uh, we'll be able to. You know, we might. You know, the thing that we're talking about—the contactless deployment, being able to ship them. You know, being able to ship the machine directly to customer, have them log into the portal. You know, to, to kick off. You know, the, the installation, yeah. you know, the provisioning. Right. That that might be. Uh, uh, I, I think. I won't say that might be. I think that's probably going to be a huge step forward for us. If, if, the, if, you know, we can integrate that into our, pro, our process somewhere in terms of insights, you know, data is, data is key and being able to pull the, not only push data in, but be able to pull that data out. Our security team uh, runs a number of different systems and being able to, you know, put, you know, to, to get that in, into, instead of having to use the web report soap API, API. Yeah. no offense is it, it's worked. Uh, it's worked terrific for the last five years. Uh, but you know, having more you know m- modern options, right, uh, is 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 a major plus you know for us going forward. 
we'll, we're, we haven't been able, you know, because of the pandemic and all the, the stuff that the priorities, right. And we haven't really been able to roll up our sleeves yet, but we see a lot of potential, you know, for, you know, insights for MCM, a lot of, a lot of features in, in uh, big fix 10 mm-hmm. and which is why we have it on our roadmap to get upgraded yeah. by the end of the year. Yes, yeah, those darn priorities, you know, what uh, they, they get in the way of, of progress, isn't it? So I know I'm sure you have lots of urgent things to be uh, to be working on. That, that, that's yeah. Cool. Yep. So so hey, I think that that concludes our, our talk. You know, thank you so much for sharing your experience, sharing your your thoughts with us. Of course, anytime. And uh, and and best of luck uh, using Big Fix. Thanks. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you found this content valuable. Remember to check the show notes if you want to see the content in its original video form. Endpoint Management Today is the pride and child of James Stewart and Rhonda Student Kaiser. Our podcast is inexpertly edited by James and Rhonda. Original music is from Dan Corcoran, Big Fix Specialist and All Around Renaissance Man. Thank you for joining us.